Well, hi everybody and welcome to Rob Evans 365. It's day number 370. And I thought it was time to check in with you to see, well, to have the discussion about how do we measure progress and how you're going right now to make sure that we are continuously checking in with what it is that we're doing, what are our goals, what are we aiming for, and how am I stacking up right now? Because there's certainly a feeling that I'm getting from just observations and listening to things that are going on on the TV and everything, uh, that we're lowering our standards. And if you have a look at uh, the schooling system, for instance, I mean, around the globe, it's been turned upside down. I mean, they're talking about, uh, I think, exams being shifted uh, to way later in the year or maybe early next year. Um, to adjust the ATAR scores, which is what they're called here in Australia, uh, for people to take account of what's been going on and they haven't been able to learn in the normal way now from the observations of what I'm seeing at the kids' school in terms of the standard, the expectation has been lowered a lot because people are having challenges with the technology and just learning differently and, and stuff and it's kind of like there's not too much of an expectation. I've got some teachers that are uh, also clients and listening to them to, as I'm asking them questions about you know, reports and like NAPLAN is, is not happening this year now, I don't think. And uh, in terms of report writing and that kind of stuff, it's just gonna be different. It's gonna be different. So that's at that level. And then you go to university and that's going to be different as well for people. And then you go to the, the workforce and you think, well, I'm sure the standards have been lowered there too because people don't necessarily have the same access to information and people as they did before. Well, they certainly have it in a different format and is that then having an, um, an impact on employers' expectations of staff because of the, the stress that people are going through, the anxiousness, the JobKeeper program, and all these other things that it just seems like we're, we're kind of either just hanging on, it's kind of like you're at the hanging on to the edge of a cliff with your fingernails, or you're, you know, you're just, you're getting through, or you're about to drop off the cliff, but we're not, taking those leaps and bounds forwards where we could. And you might be saying, well, how can we because all of this stuff is happening? And whatever that means to you in your personal situation is gonna, what it's gonna to mean to you is the meaning that you come up for it. That's the, that's the key difference. So I'm sure you're seeing many of the same things. I mean, every day you turn on the news and it's all about pretty much doom and gloom, however, I've just seen an update. I, I tend to watch the updates that are done by the, um, the, our state premier and also the prime minister. I like to, if I can, uh, hear those live. Then you're not getting a news agency's interpretation of what was said or what wasn't said and editing words out or, you know, like editing snippets out and, and stuff. So um, the good news is that the number of cases is dropping dramatically. Um, I don't think there were any new deaths overnight. I think they said there was one new case, or two? No, no, now I'm confused myself. I think it was maybe two new cases 
in New South Wales, maybe one overnight in Victoria. Uh, some states have had none. So clearly what we're doing is working well. But then we've seen examples where one person has infected 40 people. So it can quickly go out of control really quickly. So that's why they're saying, don't get too excited too quickly. We've still got a lot more work here to, uh, to be doing. But when you're, you're listening to the news and you're watching around the world and because of the global way that we uh, live and communicate and the, the speed that things travel now, uh, people are still not, you know, not jumping forward. They're like hanging on. They're closed up. We're physically being forced to stay away from people and in our homes and that kind of stuff. And I'm sure that's can also like a, a vice or a pair. I'm, right now I'm holding my two hands out and kind of squeezing them, you know, and they're getting in closer and closer together and, you know, squeezing. It's like you feel constrained. Your brain may feel like it's being constrained by all of these things because we're being told, almost like we're kids again, no, you can't do that. Stop doing that. You can't do that. You can't do that. You can't do that. As opposed to focusing on the things that you can do and you can grow and you can continue to um, be amazing and maybe you're just holding yourself back. So how would you know that? Part of it is a state of mind and you say, oh, well, I don't feel like I was this time two months ago. Another stat I heard was that by the end of the year, the, uh, I think they said that the property prices will drop by 10, 10, they expect property prices to drop by 10%, something like that. Unemployment's going to be around 11%. Um, so all, all bad, bad stuff for the economy. But uh, you can still have an amazing year. And the only way you're really going to know is you're going to have to measure it some way. And yeah, it's going to be... Um, I don't know, if you're anticipating your property prices going up by 20% by the end of the year, then well, you're going to be in for a rude shock because you've got a 30% probably difference there. Uh, but they will come back. Property always comes back. The stock market always comes back. Your superannuation uh, will come back again. It's just, it's one of those things that has just happened to us. Uh, now, let's narrow this conversation right down to your health and fitness. Okay, now, as I've mentioned in the last few days, that most people are doing less than they were before, physically less, and they're either consuming more calories, more processed food, more high calorie dense food, and doing less activity. So, what's that outcome over time? It's putting on more fat. Most people are doing less exercises. I mean, there are there are thousands of gyms or millions around the world, but thousands around Australia that have a lot of people that use them every single day. Now, there's a lot that join and only use them once in a while, but even that is not happening at the moment for people. So uh, that means that even if they were going into the gym and not doing 100%, you know, full-out workout like I would do, but they're still going in there lifting weights, they're now not doing that. And yes, there's a lot of gym equipment that's being sold, but is it being used? I get inquiries. I've had uh, three unusual inquiries over the last uh, week from people, or some I know, some I don't know, just strange that said, I found you on Google. I'm missing a part for, I've just got this equipment. I'm missing a part for this. Do you, um, you know, can you help me out? 
And so I always help people out. I say, look, I'm, I can't do this, but I can refer you to somebody that can help you. Uh, but how often is this equipment going to be used? And it's going to be used less frequently than if they were going to the gym or uh, what they would do normally. Because it's just one of those things that people get into the, the mood of saying, yeah, if I had this, I would do this. They get this. And then say, oh, yeah, I'm not going to do it. It's like how many treadmills are used as clotheslines um, or clothes horses, I should say. Uh, so um, we know the state that we're heading towards uh, the longer and longer we progress. So is that where you are? Because you don't have to be. It's just that because of the decisions that you are making is putting you there. Now, this is where you may say, it's not my fault. I was forced to do this. And if I had a gym membership, I wouldn't be like this. Well, I'm sorry. That's a really, really poor excuse because yes, I don't have a gym membership either. Now I've got an amazing um, setup that I can use myself, but again, it requires what? It requires me to be inspired and driven to come in here as often as I do, to push as hard as I do, to create programs that are going to energize and excite and grow me. And then I've got to do the work and then I've got to record what I do. And then I've got to make sure that I eat the right food to support the muscle repair and growth process. That requires effort. It requires inspiration and motivation. And it also requires accountability. And that's how you get the results. And you've got to measure where you are at different stages so that you can see, am I actually growing? Now, I'll tell you what I do um, at the end of this call, but most people will just think about stuff without actually doing it. And this is why we're not getting to where we really want to get to as a general population. And in these times, it's really tough. Yes, but this is the time for you to step up and say, I'm not going to let this thing take over me. And I can with zero equipment. I could do some push-ups and some sit-ups and some squats and some other simple exercises that I could do that might take me 15 minutes. I might do them every day. I might go out for a walk, make sure that I'm you know, um, getting my 10,000 steps in a day. There are plenty of devices. I think every phone known to mankind now has, uh, or that exists right now, has a function in there where it will count your steps. And if you don't have your phone with you all the time, maybe you could invest in a Fitbit or something like that and have it posted to you, buy one on eBay or something and um, have it sent to you so that you can start taking account of your, your steps straight away. Um, you know, get out and move. Then it comes down to having that focus on what it is that you're eating. And you get those things happening consistently, like I said yesterday. Persistence and consistency will give you a great outcome in the long term if you're using the right tools and doing the right things consistently. Not, doing, not being persistent and consistent with disempowering things or stupid things and poor behaviours and stuff. Uh, that's not going to work. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, so now let's talk about what it is that you, how you're going to actually be able to measure what it is that you're doing. I mean, I have a simple, uh, I use a few different ones, but some simple tools that I use to 
make sure that we know where you are right now and then we can measure your progress against that. Now there's a couple of baseline things. So I, I do weigh people, I take their physical uh, weight on the scales. I do, uh, your best one is probably your tape measure, uh, making sure you always use the same tape measure, like a fabric tape measure, like for dressmaking, that kind of stuff, tailoring. Um, making sure that the same person does it each time, making sure that uh, you know, it's the same tension, you're wearing the same clothes, the same level of support for ladies each time, so that you are consistent and write them down. And the, I'll tell you the key areas that uh, I measure. So I measure the shoulders, arms down by the side, always looking for like the center of the muscle. I do the chest, so under the armpits, and I get people to take a big breath in and then breathe out. And once all the, ex, all the air is exhaled, I take the measurement from that point. As a general guide, we use nipple line as the, as the guide there. Um, we do the waistline, which generally around the belly button, around that region. Now, the way that I do this one is I get people to suck their tummies in as tight as they can and take that measurement. Why? Because when we do the second measurement, I guarantee you, everybody will suck their belly button in. So that's why we do it that way. Um, the hips, so you can't suck your hips in, but I do this with your feet together. Again, the, like the center of your butt, if you like, and right around the front, make sure the tape measures is um, level. And then we do the thighs. So for the thighs, I get people to stand up nice and tall, curl your fingers up, point your thumb down your leg, and use the bottom of the thumb as the measure for where you're gonna take it. Why do I use that? Because that's gonna be fairly consistent each time. And the calf muscle, we do the center of the calf muscle. Oh, I missed the bicep. We do the center of the bicep as well. I, I don't do that one, um, sorry, I do do that one flexed <coughs> as well. So you find the center of the muscle, then get people to flex it and take it at that point. So, and then store them. Store them away, write down the time that you took it, time of day, write down the, um, uh, the date as well. I'm just gonna have a drink. So that's the physical measurement. Take photos. Now, what I would do with these, I wouldn't take them naked for, I don't know, do I even need to say why? just for obvious reasons. Um, take them wearing as little as possible, something that's appropriate. Like with mine, I have mine taken in my undies uh, just because uh, it shows the most. It's like all my shorts, I mean, I don't have tight shorts, so um, uh, yeah, I wanna see the muscles in the quads and everything. So normally like for, for ladies, either a, like a two-piece bathing suit or um, you know, appropriate underwear and bra that you, um, you, uh, you know, happy to be photographed in. And so you wanna do a front-on photo, you wanna do a side-on photo, you wanna do a rear photo as well, getting the whole body in, and you wanna make sure you can maybe do the other side as well. And then make sure they're in really good, uh, like high definition, I just ta take them with the phone, so that you can zoom in and have a look at uh, you know, maybe there's certain elements of your back or your tummy or whatever. I mean, I'm, I'm very focused on my abdominals. So there's a particular area in my abdominals where I've been working on for this last two weeks um, to get this, the second layer of my six pack to make sure that that line becomes deeper and deeper. Now, I, it's got uh, a long way to travel, but that's what I'm looking at right now to measure my progress on a weekly basis. 
uh, because last week it was still sort of connected. This week I wanted to be, um, also I'll say disconnected, and this week I'm, I'm aiming to have it fully, like a line, fully across uh, my um, abdominal section. So just simple things like that. So I'll zoom in, I'll put photos side by side so I can see, okay, where is the change here? Just looking at different ones. Because you can look at a glance, but then if you, if you spend a bit of time in analysing different elements, then you can say, okay, actually, yeah, look, there, there's some change. Or one of the things that I've noticed is that I do have an imbalance through my back uh, because of my shoulder. And I've been working the right side a lot heavier than the left for, for some time. So the, you can see the different development in my, in my back, the right side compared to the left side. Um, so when you, you, you see those things, it makes it um, very much in your face to say, oh yeah, I needed to be doing that a little bit different. Now here's the thing. A lot of people don't like to take photos of themselves. I have a number of clients that they just, they won't, they won't let me take photos. They don't like taking photos. Now that's normally because they don't like the look of themselves. Not many people like the look of themselves. And what I avoided myself for many years was not taking the photos. And why would that be? Well, because photos don't lie. And if you're standing there with, you know, almost naked and you're, you're taking photos and you, you f you're feeling good about yourself because of all the work that you're doing. This is my story, right? So for many years, I was thinking great about myself because I'm like, yes, I'm, I'm gaining the muscle, I'm gaining weight and everything and I'm looking good. And then I take the photos and I just look really smooth. And I think I feel so much better than I look. I thought for the work that I put in and how much training I do and everything, I should look a lot better than what I do. I should look more defined. I should you know, look more muscular. I should look like I work out and that I'm really healthy. Instead, I felt that I just looked like someone. <laughs> someone that wasn't that special. And uh, I, I just looked too smooth. I had no ab definition to really speak of. There might be a, a bit of a line if you look closely, uh, but nothing really great. So I stopped taking photos. And I think when I was going through and having a look at for some, uh, some photos uh, to compare where I am now uh, with maybe years ago, I think the, I found some photos uh, back in 2012, which was uh, prior to now. Now I'm in the best shape ever, but that was my next previous uh, best shape. And then prior to that, I've got some photos back in the 90s. They're actual hard copy photos before there was digital imaging. And prior to that, there's only, there's only a few. So out of 32 years, I took very few photos of myself, of my body to see how I was growing because I was too scared to face the truth of I needed to do things a little bit differently uh, because I didn't like uh, what, I was, uh, you know, what I was looking like. Now it wasn't like that I looked uh, unhealthy or anything like that. It was just a case of I wasn't living to the standard that I felt that I should be living and feeling. So um, that is why I avoided it. So now, guess what I do every week? Take photos. Have a look at them. Well, actually, if, for my coach, they, I take them every four weeks. 
uh, but for myself, I'm taking them probably every two weeks, uh, just so that I can see for myself where's the progress there, what's that looking like? Because remember, at the end of this process, for me to make it to be a finalist, it's how do I look in the photo? And yeah, it's not photoshopping it, it's about how good you actually look in the photo. Because there's been many times where I'll look at myself in the mirror and you look down, and as you look down, you tighten your abdominals and you can see that there's, I'll, I'll say that the, the skin sort of bunches up and it can look like that your abdominal definition is better than it actually is because then when you stand up straight and you have a photo, it's like, I can't even see the lines, what's going on? That's what it was like to start with. Now I can see more definition, and I, but you can see the change in the photos. So photos are super, super powerful. It doesn't matter whether you need to lose five kilos or whether you need to lose 90. You want to be taking photos so that you can see where you were and where you're moving towards and be celebrating the success and seeing what is actually changing in you. It's a really powerful and empowering thing. So that's probably the most powerful thing to do that you're going to want to resist. Don't resist it, go with it. Um, so that's that one. And then the last elements are to do with your, your strength and your cardiovascular fitness. So what I, I won't tell you all the things that I use because we use about 12 different elements, but what I would suggest is that you get a timer and that you pick some exercises that you can do. So that might be some squats, some push-ups, it might be some sit-ups, it might be crunches, it might be um, you know, an arm exercise, it might be like bicep curls with a weight that you've got, it might be um, some dips, it could be tricep extensions, it could be you know, a whole range of different things um, for your strength to assess, okay, this is where I am right now. Set the time, I always do it for a minute and say, okay, how many can you get out of these in a minute using good form, not sloppy form, so not like doing push-ups and doing them on your knees and then say, doing them on your knees is okay, but doing them on your knees and then only moving like a three or four centimetres each push-up, you know, going uh, 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 like that when you're actually not really doing a proper one. Uh, so we want to make sure that they're really good form. And then when it comes to the cardio test, this is where you can come up with something for you, okay? You might say, okay, well, I've got uh, a local, let's face it, most of us have access to an, an oval or something somewhere, and you might say, do you know what, my test is gonna be uh, a lap of this oval, and always use the same oval. How fast can I make this lap? And most ovals will have a boundary line or something, and uh, just so that you're consistent, make sure that you're sticking to the same circle of the, the oval each time you do it. And you might say, well, I'm gonna walk it, walk it as fast as I can, I'm gonna jog it, I'm gonna run it, whatever it is, and you could use that as a guide. Um, you could come up with your own that you could do inside if you don't wanna get out and about and do that kind of stuff. Or you could say, you know what, I'm gonna walk around uh, the block, so I'm going to um, get, uh, map my walk and walk down this, this same two kilometer path and see how long that takes me or jog it, walk it, run it, whatever it is that you're going to do. Or inside, you could say, okay, well, I'm going to do uh, something like um, 50 star jumps, I'm going to do 20 push-ups, I'm going to do 25 squats, I'm going to do 20 push-ups again, and then I'm going to finish with 25 or 50 star jumps. And just write it down, what it is that you're going to do, and set a timer, and 
see how long does it take you to do that. So you can be very creative and come up with a whole range of things. I normally have five elements in mine. So it's like a cardio element, um, three strength elements and a cardio element at the end and just to measure people's progress against that. So if you're in a gym environment, for instance, you might do uh, something like 250 metres on the, the rower. Uh, you might jump off there and you might do some push-ups or some burpees or some kettlebell swings and then um, do a series of those and then jump back onto the rower to finish and just record the time um, that it's going to take you. Something around that, something that you would think would take somewhere between five, five to ten minutes. I've got people that will do some tests in 10 minutes and then in a couple of other assessment times in say four, eight weeks times, so they can take it down to five minutes or six minutes. That's how much they can change. So we, if you are being accurate and specific about what it is that you're testing, write it down, record the day that you, the date that you're doing it, the time of the day that you're doing it, as well as the time, um, the time that you achieved, the number of reps that you achieved, uh, then that is going to give you something really, really key to be able to measure your progress, okay? So they're the main tools that I use and they work really well because when you only measure your progress by jumping on the scales, that is eliminating so many other possibilities where you are growing and doing an amazing job and you beat yourself up because the scales are, are just down. So imagine this, imagine that you, if you gained five kilos of muscle, which is a lot of muscle, and you lost five kilos of fat, what does that mean? The scales haven't moved. But if you've lost five kilos of fat, then you have probably lost a dress size. If you've put, or a, you know, a clothes size, if you've gained five kilos of muscle, how much tighter is your body? How much slimmer are you? How much better do you feel and look? I mean, five kilos of muscle is massive. But if you only measured the success by, oh, my weight hasn't changed, you beat yourself up and say, oh, I'm not doing any good, when in fact, you've done an amazing job. And like if you then stepped into those assessments that I just said, your results would be phenomenal. They'd be completely different from, you know, the five kilos fatter go on the five less kilos of muscle. It'd be way, way different. So that's why it's important to consider all of these different things. How often would you do that? Every four weeks, six weeks max, but every four weeks is the aim. So that, what does that do? It creates focus because you know exactly what you're, what you're testing, you know what your results were, you know what you're aiming for next time to do better at, and it just keeps you laser-like focused, on track and successful. Now, what is going to drive all of that process in doing that? You think, oh man, I can't be bothered doing that. That's gonna to take too long. So well, you're only ever gonna do these things if you're really driven to do them, if you're inspired to do it. You really, really wanna achieve change for yourself. Now, why would you wanna achieve change? Well, think about what I said about myself. How many years did I go where I was scared to take photos because I was scared to face the truth, scared to really own up to the fact that this is actually what I want, what I'm working towards right now. This is what I really want, but there's kind of this fear inside me that said, well, I'm not sure I can live that lifestyle to be able to get to that result. I didn't have the knowledge back then when I first started to achieve that result. 
Even since 2012, I could make up a whole range of different things as to why I haven't achieved uh, what I've achieved. And, you know, one of them's leaving a marriage. One of them is setting up the business. One of them is uh, growing the business. You know, I'm going from a dual income family to a single income family, going through a, a series of different relationships that have been beautiful, but haven't been, um, you know, I haven't, I'm not in them anymore, so I guess they haven't been sustainable. Um, there's so many reasons as to why I could have made up a reason as to why I'm not where I want to be all that time ago. Um, the point is now I am. And you can't turn back the clock. All you can do is focus forward. You can learn from the past and use that as fuel, which I do. Use it as fuel to say, do you know what? I'm going to be like this because of these reasons. I want this look because of these reasons. And in fact, I had to do an interesting exercise with my coach yesterday. Um, so the question uh, was asked is to, do you have a very clear picture of why you're doing what you're doing uh, with him? And what is that picture and why? And like, I didn't have to stop and think about that at all. It's like, boom, I just wrote for like five, 10 minutes uh, straight because I know exactly why I'm doing what I'm doing now. Now, did I know that even two years ago? I would say no. I would say, well, it's based on strength. It's based on this. Uh, but it wasn't enough to really get me like that fire in the belly to say, no, this is it and I'm not stopping. Um, that's what is going to drive you to do all these things that I said today. So don't become fatter at the end of this virus. Become fitter, become more energized, become a better person, become more focused. Use this time to dig really, really deeply. Go back through the past uh, few um, podcasts over, gee, over the last 670 and you'll see uh, where I talk about how you go through the goal setting process, how you go through and work out what it is that you truly want to achieve. I've done it in, I think, the last week or 10 days anyway. You can go back and have a listen and say, how do I do this? And you just keep working at it and you just keep working at it. Now, what you determine you want now doesn't necessarily mean that that's what you want forever in terms of, um, okay, say what I'm looking for like to be on stage and so forth. Do I want to be on stage every year? Uh, no, I would say not. But I do want to live the lifestyle that reflects that end image that I, I get to. You know, I want to be able to maintain that. I want to be able to uh, you know, look and feel amazing all year round. I mean, I feel good all year round anyway, but I just want to take my level of um, sexiness, if you like, to that next level and um, where I've always wanted it to be. So that's how I would suggest you do it. It's all up to you. My coach, one of my other coaches says, if it's meant to be, it's up to me. And that's so true. So don't wait for someone else to come along and say, this is what you need to get. This is why you deserve it. I'll help you do it. You have to name it. You have to claim it. And you have to work your butt off until you get there. You get, the, you get the why, you get the why right, the what and the why, and trust me, you'll find out how to do it. Have a great day wherever you are in the world. Stay safe. I'll see you tomorrow.